The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. This is the Monday Night Football Recap. Patriots beat the Jets 30-27. to A thrilling affair. Speaking of thrilling affairs, the 2020 Masters is finally here. I can't believe it's actually happening, but the Masters is here in November. It's unlike anything we've ever seen before. I, am, I cannot tell you how excited I am for this, and uh, I will be listening all week long. To the first cut podcast. The first cut has all your golf needs as Tiger Woods begins, begins his green jacket defense. And maybe more importantly, we find out if Bryson DeChambeau, the bulked up Hulk of a golfer who was a, like a stats nerd last year can go in an overpower Augusta. He says he's playing it as a par 67. It's a par 72. It's wild what he's trying to do. And they'll have you covered for everything Augusta National. Tune in to the First Cut Golf Podcast, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, all week long for tournament previews, picks, and best bets, plus round-by-round recaps as the world's best tee-off on Thursday. The First Cut crew is on the scene at Augusta National, ready to bring you every insight into a tradition unlike any other. Go listen to the First Cut Golf Podcast wherever you like to listen to your podcast. Joining me now to break down Pats and Jets, Usual suspects on Monday night, Ryan Wilson and John Breach, and special guest, Pat's uh, connoisseur, Tyler Sullivan, a.k.a. Sully. What's up, Sully? What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Breach. I love when we have special guests. I do, too. Are, the, are our special guests undefeated? We had a special guest loser? It was Definitely not. Special- Definitely not I feel, I feel like a loser on this one with, with the, with the <laughs> Patriots. It's not, I, I did get a W, the Patriots did, but I, I still don't feel like it's a true win. Well, you're definitely a loser just by hanging out with us. So yes, yeah, well, in that sense, you're my association. Thanks. Taking the L. That's fair. So the Pats inexplicably won 30 to 27. I mean, they were. No, no, no. no the Jets inexplicably lost. Or 30 to 27. No, the Jets explicably lost. It's very know, they're the Jets. Lost. We know why they lost. Yeah. I think the biggest deficit the Pats had was 20 to 10 at halftime. Um, after Joe, Fl- Joe Flacco starting for, uh, starting for the, the Jets, like fired a bullet into the end zone that Jameson Crowder reeled in. It was, uh, ruled incomplete, but Crowder later showed to have, uh, toe tapped and they went up 20 to 10 at halftime. It did feel like the Pats were a good live bet. And as it turns out, that was the correct decision because the Patriots did in fact win the football game and uh, they won it barely. Sully, let me ask you this. Are you, are, are the, are, are, okay. This is, this is the entire talk on Twitter throughout the game and that the Twitter should dictate our conversations, but it did feel like the, the booth, the Monday night football booth is having a different conversation than the rest of the world. They're like, Oh, these guys are trying so hard and everybody's like, no, these guys are both tanking. Do you think the Pats are tanking? 
I don't know if they're tanking. I think that they're just a bad football team right now. I mean, you know, you look at this game in particular. Did they, did anybody think that the Jets were really going to be this competitive, you know, last second field goal? No, but you did go into this game looking at the Patriots defense specifically and say, okay, they're down Stephon Gilmore. They're down Lawrence Guy. They're down Juwan Bentley, three starters at all three layers of the defense. And I personally thought that Stephon Gilmore was going to be the, the easiest one to replace because you have such depth in the secondary with especially JC Jackson, but he gets burned for two touchdowns. So, you know, there was a mix of personnel and, and just lack of talent and all of that, but I don't think that they're tanking. I think it's almost a little bit similar to what the dolphins had last year with Brian Flores, where you're, you're just kind of a bad team. You're, you're competitive. You're, you're winning a few games. You're, you're going to be a tough out, but you're going to end up with the top 10, top five pick. And it's just, you're just not a great football team. Preach. What is what is this team's record with Adam Gase? The Patriots? Yeah, the Patriots roster with Adam Gase. Oh my God, the Patriots are oh, how many games have they played? Nine. They're zero and nine with Adam Gase. No but doubt about it. The Jets are also zero and nine with Adam Gase, so that works. Because that if that means Belichick's coaching the Jets, that means the Jets win this game by probably four touchdowns, uh, because their receiving core is probably fifteen times better than what the Patriots are out there tonight. And I think what are the the Patriots' other wins? The Raiders, no way Adam Gase beats the Raiders. Uh, the Dolphins in Week One, no way Adam Gase beats it. They're zero and nine. Hey, Breach, here's a fun game. Um, let's just go down the list: Chiefs, Adam Gase; <laughs> Ravens, Adam Gase; Steelers, Adam. I mean, uh, well, well, I think Patrick Mahomes cancels out the Adam Gase, and they would no, be probably, he does. They would no be way. six and three or seven and two instead of no way. One. They would have After a losing all, record. Like people, are, like like in this alternate reality where Adam Gase coaches the Chiefs, is like, can you believe that people wanted them to take Trubisky? I mean, like Mahomes over Trubisky, what a disaster that would have been. Or in this um, alternate reality, like week eight for the eighth straight week, Adam Gase's car wouldn't start, and he couldn't get to the stadium. <laughs> so Patrick Mahomes would be serving as the Chiefs coach today. I, looking at the Patriots roster, like Jacoby Myers had a monster game for the Pats, and I am. Um, as I think everyone who listens to this podcast knows or would assume a Jacoby Myers honk. And I think I think he's a really good football player. He was a great football player at NC State. I can't believe he went undrafted. The Pat, he's a perfect player for the Pats. He'd be great in the slot. 169 yards on 14 targets and 12 catches. Cam was feeding him all night. But, I mean, the reality is that when you look across the, uh, across the way, Sully, you have Rashad Perryman, who, while a bust with the Ravens, has actually turned into – an interesting deep threat, five catches, a hundred yards, two touchdowns. Denzel Mims, their, their rookie they drafted this year, who looks pretty good out of Baylor. Um, they also had Ryan Griffin, the tight end, and then Jamison Crowder caught a touchdown. He wasn't as active or involved as we thought he would be, maybe still a little banged up, but like that's better. That group of players that the Jets have is better than anyone the Patriots have this year or better than the group the Patriots had this year and better than the group they had last year. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about that. I mean, you know, obviously they don't have Julian Edelman right now. He's dealing with a knee injury. Uh, Nikhil Harry, first round pick in 2019, dealing with a concussion. But even if you add those guys right now, you know, Nikhil Harry is not the player right now that the Patriots had hoped that they would be. Jacoby Myers is the number one up and coming wide receiver in, in this organization right now. And it's, and you're not going to win uh, uh, you know, or have a prolific offense with Jacoby Myers as your number one wide receiver. So, yeah, no, I think the skill position players right now are better, at least at receiver. You know, the, the backfield, you can maybe make an argument there because Frank Gore, even though he was okay, he's, you know, a million years old. So you still have Damian Harris, who did leave this game injured. But but to me, it, it just comes down to, to the quarterbacks here, too. And I, I, we'll probably get into this. But, you know, you, you just – 
Cam Newton had a really good day today, and I think that that's probably going to be a huge takeaway is, oh, okay, Cam Newton, you know, didn't run a lot, but was able to really be efficient as a passer. Well, the two games that we're looking at with Cam Newton to say that it was his best games throwing the football were against the Seattle Seahawks and the New York Jets, who are just absolutely terrible secondaries. So is it Cam Newton maybe turning the corner, or is he just like any other guy taking advantage of a horrible secondary? That's a fair question to ask. I, I also think that it's at least interesting. To, so the Pats are now three and five. They really could have beaten the Seahawks and the Bills. And both of those teams have bad defenses. And if that, what were you shaking your head at? They had the ball every week, three times a week. You and Breach go through the list, of, uh, go through the schedule and say, well, they should, every team should be eight and one according no, but, to no, the it's, legit, it's a legit argument. The Pats, the Pats, they had the ball on a fourth and one on the goal line with Cam Newton against the Seahawks. And that, that's a, that's a bang bang, like that's a, that's a coin flip play. And then they had the, they were going to kick to go to overtime against the Bills. All I'm saying is that this Pat team could be five and three very, very easily. I don't think they're Hold good. Sully, do you think this Pat's team is five and three? I'll, I'll let you decide because I can't trust Princeton or Breach. They're not they're a not. five and three team. They, they could be. I mean, you know, last week's a great example of, you know, they could have kicked the field goal, Cam Newton fumbles, but the, the, the fact is that they're not. To me, I think the biggest concern though is what doesn't matter. If you're, if you're five and three or three and five, I think the Patriots are heading down a road here where it, you're just kind of in that middle of the road. Maybe you're a fringe playoff team if they expand it. And, and that's really about it. Where if you're the Buffalo Bills, I mean, specifically looking at the AFC East, if you're the Buffalo Bills or you're the Miami Dolphins, you're feeling great about where your organization is going because you have Josh Allen and Tua Tungavailoa. If you even are the New York Jets right now, you're feeling pretty good because you're still winless on the season and you're looking at, you know, Trevor Lawrence going into the NFL draft if he decides to not pull an Eli Manning and actually go to New York. If you're the Patriots right now, you're on the outside looking at Lawrence. You're on the outside looking at Justin Fields. And Cam Newton, like I just said, we don't really still know what he is. You are looking at the the team that has the worst quarterback situation, at least going forward, if we assume that the Jets are going to have Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. So to me, you know, that's a tough thing to look at there. It doesn't matter if you're five and three or three and five. All right. So let me ask quickly, Sully, I'll ask him this. So eight guys opted out for the Patriots. That's a huge deal. A lot of those really good players. Uh, They've had injuries. Every team has injuries. But Steph Gilmore didn't play. Um, Is this team as bad as they look, or is there a chance – that next year it'll be business as usual once they settle on a quarterback. No, I, it, it it depends. I don't think that you're going to have Stephon Gilmore next year. It's just my gut. I don't think you're going to have him. He's going to want a new contract. He's making a base salary of seven million going into 2021. He, he's going to want a new deal. He's going to be 31 at the start of next season. That that just seems right for the picking for Belichick to trade him. Dante Hightower, another year older, a ton of injury history. I believe you can clear $10 million off your cap if you get rid of him next off season. And just another one of those guys. You know, do you do the same thing with Marcus Cannon who opted out? Do you do the same thing with Patrick Chung? Like, do you just start over and give yourself a ton of cap space, which you're already going to be pegged for, I think, top four, top five going into next offseason? Do you just go fully in the retool with all these guys? So I don't even know if we're going to have those players next year in New England. So to me, I, I don't know. It depends who they bring in. It depends who they draft. Do, do they go after Jimmy Garoppolo if he shakes loose and, and try that whole thing? I'm not sure. So let, I, let me, I, let me. I want, I don't want to, I'm not necessarily pushing back on this, but I yeah. do want to at least look at the Pats remaining schedule. Mm-hmm. Cause I think it's really interesting. Now they have the Ravens next week and I think they're going to lose by 40 points to the Ravens. Where is the game? 
in, in New Foxborough. Mexico. I don't think it matters. It could be on Mars or minus. Like, well, if it was on Mars, there's no oxygen, and both teams would die immediately. Well, then it'd, be, it'd, it'd be a tie. I'm saying they couldn't lose. Breach. The Wilson line is plus eight and a half. It was minus seven. It was pulled off when this game started because you know if Cam gets hurt, et cetera. But um, eight and a half sounds right. Thank you. Minus nine. Uh, I don't know how you take the Pats. Mm-mm. They can't stop the run. They couldn't stop Frank Gore and Mackay. Mackay Becton's awesome, by the way. Um, but so the, the, let's give them an L on the Ravens. They fall to three and six. They have the Texans in Houston the week after that. Yeah, L. I think they can win that. They, they could. But I don't the think Texans Bill ever beaten. Debo says it is minus seven. So there you go. Um, that's minus- never, never beaten Bill Belichick. I don't believe. Minus three and a half. It's going to be that deadline. And the Texans? The, yeah. Oh, I'll be hammering the Pats. Um, Cardinals at home the week after that. That's a loss for New England. I don't know. I think you, get, you get the 10 a.m. start time flying across the country. That's one of those kind of games that can get crazy. I'm not, I would pick the Cardinals, but I'm saying I, it's not a lock. What are you I, trying? I what are you trying to get at, Brent? Just hold on. Chargers after that in LA. I would, you would think the Chargers are better. I'm just saying, I think that they could steal all three of those games. Chargers suck. They can't win. What are you talking about? That's what I'm saying. All right, fine. But I mean, like they can beat the Texans, Cardinals and Chargers. We agree on that, right? Sure. Yeah. But okay. what's the, then what's their the final four games are at the Rams. I think we all know what happens when Sean McVay sees Bill Belichick. I still and the Dolphins, Bills, and Jets. So what are you saying? I'm just saying that, like, I think they might get blown out by the Ravens and, like, rip off six wins. And then what? And be in the playoff conversation the playoff. or, or win, the division, win the division, then. put them in a spot where they can sweep those final three games and win the division. Is that how crazy you're getting here? No, 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 no not win the division. Because I had right. you. You had me at the winning those three games against the – Texans, Cardinals, and Chargers. That's that's feasible. I, winning the division? Eh. No, 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 I don't think they win the division. The Bills are at seven and two. Yeah. So like I think the Pats are maxing out at, at nine wins with like getting nuclear down the back stretch. And that's not gonna happen. They'll lose one or two of those games. But Belichick can coach them into I just think they can get to like eight and eight. And I, I don't know if that's good or I, that's I, kind of what I was saying earlier is okay, right. you're an eight and eight team. Now you're looking at like the fourteenth pick. And what does that really do for you? And first of all, Belichick's going to take that pick and trade it for like a million seventh rounders later on in the draft. But <laughs> four second rounders. The point still remains. You're kind of in that no man's land of, well, you can bring in, you know, whoever's the, the best player available, but it's not going to be this, this guy that changes your franchise at the, at the quarterback position, or at least it doesn't seem like it's going to be. I don't know. But I also don't think that like, like Cam Newton hadn't been very good. He hadn't been great this year, but I don't think he's been as bad as people are trying to bury him out to be. And like his worst games were, they lost to the Chiefs because he was missing because of COVID. And then they hate, like, I mean, I, I'm going to give him a little bit of, bit of a doubt COVID fog afterwards for the next No, to- Totally. I'm right there with you. I, I don't think that it's, this is all is on Cam Newton. Right now, it seems to be the defense, and it's a combination of, like we said, those opt-outs. You're putting in a lot of young guys. You know, even Juwan Bentley, you know, we talk about him. He was out tonight, but he's a third-year player. Like, it's not like this guy – it's a guy that's been around the league for five years, six years, or anything along those lines. You're filling in the shoes of, like, Dante Hightower. So, you know, you're – it's not Cam Newton, but at the same time, you watch Cam Newton this season, you go, okay – is this the guy? Is this going to be somebody who can really take that next the next wave for the Patriots, this next era? And you just kind of have some pause there because there's going to be a couple of quarterbacks available, whether you, you see Jimmy Garoppolo or, or Matt Ryan or, or whoever. And you just have those conversations of, 
is Cam Newton actually going to be able to do it? And I think he kind of fools you sometimes with performances like tonight in week two against the Seattle Seahawks, because that's a little bit more on the secondaries that he's facing more so than anything else. Again, he was he dealt a bad hand because of the COVID situation. There's no doubt about that. But at the same time, I, I, I don't think we should overhype what we're seeing in a yeah. game like tonight. But I also don't think that, like Jimmy Garoppolo is lighting it up with Jacoby Myers. Yeah, let's let's be clear, yeah. Sully. Get off the Jimmy Garoppolo train now. You don't want to be <laughs> writing stuff about Jimmy G. What are you looking at? That train's crashing. My dog is, my dog is like oh. howling at me to get him. Oh, okay. Even your dog is against the break, Patriots getting Jimmy Garoppolo. Back, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll discuss stuff about the Jets and the draft and more quarterback options. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. See, I mean, I think, like, going back to the discussion of, I don't don't think Cam Newton is somebody, I don't think the Patriots are trying to sign him to a massive long-term deal. I also don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is coming into New England and, and lighting it up with this group of players. I don't know that Matt Ryan, at his age, is coming. So... I, I don't know where New England is in the quarterback conversation. And maybe Bill Belichick doesn't know either. Which is why it's a, it's a bit concerning when you look at the position across the division. You, you have guys that are, you know, two was only two games in, but he looks the part as of right now. Josh Allen was at least the start of the year on an MVP pace. Looks like he turned the corner the top again. Top 15 quarterback in the NFL right now. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah. like we said, New York winless on the season. There's a generational quarterback at the top of that draft. So now you're looking at the Patriots and you're like, well, Cam's okay. Matt Ryan's okay. Jimmy Garoppolo, okay. Like, it's not a surefire stamp we have our guy. I'll just say this about Cam. You guys have been talking him up. I don't think he's been that good. He was okay on Monday night. But we talk about Roethlisberger and Drew Brees not pushing the ball down the field. Cam ain't throwing the ball down the field either. And when he is, it looks terrible. And I know a lot of that's the offensive line. We know that the left tackle went out um, early. Isaiah Wynn, I don't know if he came back. But uh, there are issues there. I get that. But, I mean, the reason that we're having this conversation about Jimmy G and Matt Ryan is because Cam Newton hasn't been great. I know it's the offense and all that other stuff we heard about him in that football. Josh McDaniels hadn't been great either, by the way. Yeah, we're two months into the season. 
Cam's 31. I think he can pair the offense at this point. So it's got to be something else. I think a lot of it's physical. He doesn't look the same. And I say it every time we talk about Cam. You know, he doesn't look like his MVP self. That was five years ago. He ain't going to look like his MVP self. That that ship has sailed. So I think – I don't know what plan B is, but I don't think it shouldn't be Jimmy G or Matt Ryan because I think we spent a lot of time this offseason saying, oh, Andy Dalton would be a, a huge upgrade in terms of just game manager, doing what Josh Daniels want. He won't make mistakes. He would have been no better than Cam Newton. They're completely different players, but I think they're in the same situation. So, all right, Ryan. Um, yeah, go ahead, Sully. Sorry. I was going to say, do you think it's a combination of, of all of it? Is it, you yeah. know, the, the Fitzpatrick Tua thing where you bring in a veteran, you, you draft a guy somewhere and you just kind of bring him along. And whenever he's ready, there you go off the races. I think it might be sort of what I, what I think the Panthers are doing right now when they signed Teddy Bridgewater. Well, the Patriots started to do that and it, Reportedly, Tom Brady ran out every quarterback that came in over the last 10 years. No, I'm just saying that they, like, I don't know if they'll bring Cam back for next year. I think it'll depend. Like, I think, I think, I think what will happen with Cam Newton next year is they'll say, man, that was, it's a good run. I know it wasn't a great season. Test free agency. See what you can get. We are, of course, interested in you. Uh, we have, you know, we have our price. It doesn't meet the price you want because this is how you think of yourself. Go out and see what you can get and then we can talk. That's just how Bill Belichick does business. So I think he'll do that anyway. I think what he might be trying to do is, and this is what I think Carolina is doing. They signed Teddy Bridgewater knowing that the worst thing you can do is have no quarterback and be forced to draft a quarterback that you don't believe fully in. That's how the Giants got Daniel Jones at six. Wait, what? Why? Dave Gettin wanted him. He wanted Justin Herbert. Everybody knows that. Well, that, that's a bold move by taking Daniel Jones at six then when no one well, Herbert went him. back to school, so he couldn't get him. So he took Daniel Jones. What I've seen is that like, if you don't have, so like the Panthers got Teddy Bridgewater. Is he, is he going to win you a Super Bowl? Probably not, but is he going to at least bridge the gap and give you an opportunity uh-huh. to be competitive while you figure out? <laughs> Was that ha ha for? He said, because you, you, said, said, you said Teddy Bridgewater is going to bridge the gap. You didn't even realize yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought you were laughing because at Teddy Bridgewater, I was like, what do you think Andy Dalton's winning your Super Bowl? So, um, well, I mean, but the fact of the matter is there's not going to be a lot of quarterbacks available in free agency. So if you're picking 15th overall, like Tyler's mentioned, if you go eight and eight, you're going to have to trade up. And we're just talking about Belichick loves to trade down and acquire draft picks. He doesn't want to be trading up to number four because that's going to cost you a lot of compensation. And if you look at who's going to be out there, you know, maybe you get lucky and the Cowboys pass on Dak Prescott. But if you assume he's off the table, then you're looking at Mitchell Trubisky, Tyrod Taylor. Those are probably your two best options. And I think Tyrod Taylor would be an interesting uh quarterback in New England. Oh, you're forgetting about someone named Sam Darnold. He's oh, not free agent. There's, agent. there's no way that New York's Andy gonna trade again. Him, and I don't think New York's gonna trade him to New England. I, I, I just don't you would, that. You would hope right. they wouldn't, but I mean, they've done a lot of stupid things in the past 20 so, years. Sully, uh, Breach mentioned a couple of names. Let me just read these names off to you. These guys are gonna be free agents as it stands. In I was hoping you would dive into the draft guys here, Ryan. I'm gonna do this quickly. Yes or no on these guys? No, no conversation. Uh, Mr. Trubisky. No. Andy yes. Dalton. No. Hell yeah. Jacoby oh. Brissett. I would do Brissett because of his familiarity with the system. Yeah, I, I, I sort of like that. Uh, let's see. Brian Hoyer, would you want him back? No, I, I, no, I don't need any more fumbles in the second half, or going into the second half. And this is this is a name that I talked up this offseason. I was hoping he would go there. This will be the last one. Jameis Winston. Wouldn't hate oh. it. W- wouldn't oh. hate it, but I don't. Belichick I don't would it. hate it. Yeah, Belichick would hate it. All right. 
Remember, Belichick would Trabasco retire mid-game I love, I love after Winston throws his fifth interception. Right. Trabasco is like, maybe Belichick's going to go all in on interceptions. And you guys say this one day after Jameis outplayed Tom Brady. <laughs> Disrespectful. I mean, huh? like Taysom Hill outplayed Tom Brady, too. Yes, he did. Joe Flacco outplayed Tom Brady. Blaine Gabbert outplayed Tom Brady, and all he did was take a knee. Yeah. All um, what about Tom Brady? Do you think Belichick regrets letting Brady go? He seems, uh, he seems he like he's... game last night. <laughs> hey, Brady, Brady, Tom Brady, with what, with what? Well, well, well. Play the dunk music because he just dunked on you. No, no, no. <laughs> I play the music. I don't think I got dunked on. I asked him a question. He answered in the, I, I don't think Tom Brady would be good on this Patriots team. No. Like, or I don't think this Patriots team would be good with Tom Brady. You know why Tom same, Brady wouldn't be good on this Patriots team? Exactly. Yeah. The last two months of last season, Tom Brady was terrible. With the worst Patriots defense. Team. With the worst defense and, uh, pass catchers are probably better last year because of Julian Edelman being a little healthier, but still. The Patriots are, and this is sort of the crux of, and you mentioned it off the top, but the Patriots are a bad roster. And Belichick came out and said this. He said, look, we went all in on the last five years. We won three Super Bowls. We went to another Super Bowl and we went to another AFC championship game. You know what? I'm going to have to deal with this crappy roster for one year, maybe two years, and we're going to try and fix it. But he, I mean, he's not wrong. Like they haven't picked high in a long time. They've had no salary cap space. And now you're sort of trying to reset for 2021. The biggest concern that I have with a, like a Patriots rebuild, like, you know, we're, we're, like we're saying, they have a ton of cap space. They're probably going to have a, a high first round pick. If that's going to be a quarterback or wh- whoever they take, you know, whatever, whatever that pick ends up being and whoever they end up targeting, Belichick has been like oh for a billion in the last drafts. So like he is stunk up the joint. I think drafting. somebody said the, the last pro bowler that they drafted was in 2013. Collins, I believe. Yeah. Jamie Collins, I believe it was Jamie Collins. Collins. And so it's just, it just has not been good. I, I don't know what's going on with Chase Winovich. He's starting to decline in terms of snaps, and he's fallen out of favor. And I thought that that was going to be one of those guys in his second year that really jumps out. But on the offensive side of the ball, too, Nikhil Harry, Isaiah Wynn is always injured. Sony Michelle, I mean, it just – when he's going after guys, especially on the offensive side of the ball, it just hasn't really worked out in the draft. And, and, and I, I know that he found Brissett. I know he found, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know if I have a hundred percent trust in Belichick right now, identifying the next guy, at least at the draft spot. I mean, all right. So just sort of looking through their recent draft history. And I, mean, I, I don't know. So uh, listen, Jamie Collins, 2000, 2013, their second round pick, their last pro bowler they drafted. Is that, is that correct? They, no, that's not right. Believe that's true, or at least on defense. We'll we'll give him that, but I mean, I I don't disagree with you in the sense that Belichick has not been great in the draft. But I I do. So Jimmy Garoppolo is a second round pick in 2014, pretty good pick. Like I think he would have been, he would have gone higher. Uh, James White is a fourth round pick. That's a that's a nice grab. Uh, Shaq Mason is a fourth round pick in 2015. Do we give him Trey Flowers? I give him Trey Flowers. Give him Trey Flowers. Yeah, yeah. You lose him in free agency. That's not. That's fine. Um. Joe Tooney in the third round was a fantastic pick. Yep, great pick. But he might be gone next year too if they don't sign yep. him because he's on the That's fine. Just if he drafted the third round, you flipped him for Philip Dorsett. So I don't know if I give him credit for that. Uh, Alana Robinson, Ted Karras, do we give him credit for that? Yeah, Ted Karras is actually really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. He's now starting for the, he's a six round pick, I believe, now starting for the, for the Dolphins. Yeah, but that's, I don't know if we give him credit for that if he's starting for the Dolphins. Uh, the 2017 draft was a disaster. They had four picks. Yikes. 
2018, they took Isaiah Wynn with the 23rd overall pick and then drafted Sonny Michelle immediately ahead of Lamar Jackson, which, you know. Mm. Yeah, and but Josh I mean, McDaniel seemed to like him too. But that wasn't going to, ha- that wasn't going to fly with Tom Brady. I think yeah. that's the takeaway. Well, but they let Tom Brady go after the next year. I, that's fine. Um, Braxton Berrios had a catch on Monday night for the Jets. And then, yeah, like, I don't know, I don't know that you can say a whole lot about the 2019 or 2020 drafts. I mean, I do agree. Chase Winovich keeps flashing and then it, then, but like, you can not- say something about the guy who went ahead of Chase Winovich, two picks, uh, two selection before Nikhil Harry. I mean, we've gone through that. Well, list. Nikhil Harry was a disaster pick. Yeah. The guys drafted after him are awesome and Nikhil Harry's not. Um, Damian Harris has not been bad. We haven't seen enough about Jared Stidham, but has Jawan Williams done anything? I liked him coming out of Vanderbilt. Not much. But he didn't play it all last year, right? Getting getting a lot of praise, but it it just hasn't been there on a consistent basis. I mean, they haven't. Yeah, you're right. They haven't been great in the draft. I mean, you have to go back to what? I mean, you have it in front of you. I think 2012 is probably who's their last like slant like their best draft. I think is probably 2010. Right? Is is that where Gronkowski, Devin McCourty, I believe Uh, that, that. Chandler Jones and Dante Hightower in 20. That was a good draft. Yep, yep, that's true. That's true. And they then, nailed the defense on the first round there. I mean, God, but like, like your two star defensive players shouldn't be drafted in 2010 and 2012. Exactly. That's, that's sort a, of a problem. Yep. Yeah. And to put that in perspective, here is your fun fact for the day. The only other team that's gone that long without drafting a pro bowler is the Cincinnati yes. Bengals. I knew it. I knew it. That is how bad the Patriots have been drafting. I wonder yeah. what happened. It's weird. Cause I mean, you know, they have all the smart guys. Is our buddy Scott Pioli leaving? What'd you say? Is it Pioli leaving? No, he left in like 2012 to go to Kansas City. And 2012. They drafted one since 2013. <laughs> 2012, you say? <laughs> I mean, has been fine. I, I think he's been solid, but again, it's at the end of the day, Belichick's making these decisions. I mean, we talk about it all off season where it's like, oh, there's Belichick. He left in, he left in 2009. Never mind. Carry on. But, but even what we're talking about Belichick, like all off season, it's like, oh, well, there he is at Alabama. Oh, well, there he is at LSU. There, and we, we always do this. We always are like, oh, he's all, he's all jet setting all around. Look at him. He's even working out, you know, D2 prospects in the rain. I think that was the headline this off season. Middle Tennessee state, I think, or somewhere like that. Exactly. So, you know. He's making the decisions here for the most part. He, he, he's, he's coming down to it. So at the end of the day, you, you put it on him. So it's not Scott Pioli. It's not, you know, Nick Asario. It, it does seem to be Belichick is kind of in a, in a big slump here. I mean, and again, I'm not trying to defend Belichick, but like they haven't had the ammunition to get outside. I mean, again, you, you pass on Lamar Jackson for Sonny Michelle, but they, they haven't had a top 10 pick. Neither yeah, the, I think the last time they had a top 10 pick was Gerard Mayo. And that was the 07 or maybe 08 draft. They 08 draft because they lost the capital for uh, Spygate and there was somebody else's pick. But the point about the Steelers is great. I mean, like, like the Steelers are fantastic at drafting wide receivers and Belichick can't identify a wide receiver to save his life. Which is the weirdest thing ever. I don't know so, why. It's been like that. Has he ever drafted life. a good wide receiver outside like Edelman and Welker? Dion Brandt. He didn't draft Welker. I don't know if Sully was alive for this, but in 2006, the Steelers traded for Santonio Holmes. And I think the, the Patriots liked him. They ended up taking Chad Jackson out of Florida. Chad Jackson, I think his name was. They traded you know? up to get Antonio Holmes. The Steelers did. Yeah. In the second round, the Patriots took Chad, I think his name was Chad Jackson, the, the kid out of Florida. Chad the- Jackson was first round. Look real quick. Um, 2006, just scroll down. All right. Second round. That was the Lawrence Maroney second year. Second round. I'm pretty sure. That was yeah, the Steven Goskowski year. That's how I know it. That's right. So Chad Jackson ran a 4-3 at the combine and he was absolute and utter garbage. And I remember talking to someone. 
uh, who was in the old Steelers, I mean the Pittsburgh organization, the Patriots organization at the time, and, and they said it was just a, it was a doo doo pick. Like they fell in love with the speed, um, and it just didn't work out. He was he wasn't a great character kid, and I think sometimes that happens. But I mean that was 14 years ago now, so I, I don't know what the issue. Like who who is the best wide receiver they've drafted selling in the last 10 years? I see. I don't even count like Julian Edelman because right. he's a seventh round quarterback. It's it's probably Dion Branch, and that was okay. You know, that's that more was, than ten years ago. That's a, that's a lifetime ago. That so was a good pick. That's right. You know, Super Bowl MVP. That's great. But like, you're talking about when I was in like grade school. Like, right. it's it's not. It's it's just not. Right. Does, does, you want to count? Does Edelman? Matt Slater count? No. no, I don't know if that counts. He's, he's, he's like yeah. Belichick's favorite player of all time, but he did count. Yeah, he is. But. <laughs> like okay. even if you want to count Edelman, that's sort of the same thing as Tom Brady, right? Where you know, congratulations for hitting a slam dunk, like out of the park. You're know, like, you, but you got, to Sully's point, he gets fifty seventh rounders. So you're going to hit on one of those probably more so than the other teams because you're taking some of these seventh rounders that people don't know what to do with. Their first and second round production has been awful in the draft lately. I mean, I think the last one outside of Nikhil Harry was Aaron Dobson. Is that right? And that was in the second round. Just not great. And they stink at it. He just quit doing it because oh, he didn't think Dobson. he could. God, I forgot about him. Yeah, yeah. Dobson was bad. Yeah, that's a that's a weird stretch because I mean, their drafting was a big part of the reason why they were good in the early aughts, which I love saying. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird, mate. I don't know. Anyway, I, it's not an easy fix. Now they're going to have at least seventy million in cap space. As Sully sort of alluded to, they're going to get rid of a bunch of people, probably including Stephon Gilmore, which isn't a bad thing because he's not playing well like he did a year ago. And maybe we're not even worried about it ten months from now because they're back to being themselves. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo or Matt Ryan are going to be the answers, but um, I don't know who the, who's going to be the answer quarterback because they could have the best roster around. So let's let. I'm trying to think. So let's say their roster is offensively like what's a upper middle of the road roster offensively that, that you could put someone like Cam Newton around and they would be successful. I'm trying to think like uh like not the Steelers, not the Chiefs, obviously not the Ravens. Um, or if you put them with like Carolina's offense now, McCaffrey, you know, Curtis Samuel, DJ, or even Moore. the Packers. Like could the Packers offense that has two players outside of Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and Devontae Adams, if that offense. You get those type of playmakers in New England next year with a Cam Newton type player. Are they winning nine games? If you give Cam Newton, Devontae Adams, and Aaron Jones with the the Patriots offensive line, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Breach, what do you? What, I, Breach? I disagree with that. Thank you, thank you, Breach. That's, I, I was, that's crazy. Toby Myers and Damian Harris. What are y'all talking about? And they're two I'm and talking five. About you're three you're being five. blinded by your homer love for Cam Newton, who played for the Carolina Panthers. We spent too much time with the Patriots, but. I, I do think that there's a chance Belichick is sort of pl- slow plays it next year too. If the cap plummets to 175 million yeah. and there's a bunch of, it's he's not going to just go on a spending spree. Uh, you have breached worried about the cap. The cap's going to be fine. Everyone's going to be spending money like drunken sailors, not the saints. And I except do think the, Belichick does spend. Belichick does spend. I mean, like yeah. if he likes the guys, we, we've seen it with Stephon he'll Gilmore. Win. He'll, he'll throw a ton of money at him. Exactly. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. All right, no, so I, don't, I don't think it's crazy, but I just don't think he's going to. I think that Belichick is looking at this as like a weird year that's different than any other in the NFL history. No yeah, one's going to look at it and be like, oh, Belichick stinks as a coach because he couldn't win in COVID, you know, and, and he'll figure it out next year. All right. Before play. we talk about the Jets, let me ask Sully quickly because I, I know how you feel and how Breach feels. So someone like Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones and Cam Newton next year, how much better is this Patriots team if everything else stays pretty much the same? 
Well, if you're telling me like Joe Tooney's still there, David Andrews, who's a free agent, still there, that offensive line's intact, you're okay. But again, it's you're probably losing Dante Hightower. You're probably losing Stephon Gilmore. Like you got to fix def- the defense as well. So it's it's not really a it's a two pieces away on offense, and this team's a division winner and Super right. Bowl contender. You kind of got to redo the whole thing here a little bit. All right. Yeah. The defense is a bigger problem than the offense right now. The offense Which is weird to say. All right. So the Jets stink. They're 0 and 9. <laughs> They're 2 and 8, 2 and 7 against the spread now. Um, That's good. That's a win. They're in a really good spot to go get Trevor Lawrence. The Jaguars are, are trotting out Jake Luton to make sure that they have a look at Trevor Lawrence as well. Jake Luton's balling out, by the way. See that spin move? Yeah. That yeah, ruined my Texans minus six and a half. Um, the, uh, but I mean, like they, that's their only competition, I think, at this point, right? The Cowboys have the third pick right now. The Cowboys are also like one game out of first place. Yeah, but I mean, they still have two wins. So the Jets aren't winning two games, obviously. I would imagine the Jaguars could win two games. They had a chance sort of against the Texans. So I think, I think the Jets are in pretty good shape. I, I think yeah, Kenny Jets White. Chargers, Dolphins, Raiders, Seahawks, Rams, Browns. You could read, uh, you can read off any names and they're going to be not the favorites. Well, the Cowboys, they better be favorite against. No, what? The Jets? Sure. No. If Dalton's back. Chargers, Chargers, Dolphins, Raiders, Seahawks, Rams, Browns, Patriots. They're, if you set their over under right now, it would be like half a game. I'll take the under. And juice to the under. So I mean, like they're not going to win any games. They're going to go 0 16. Their point differential is worse than the, than the, the 0 16 Lions and 0 16 Browns right now, even after narrowly losing the Patriots. They have, by my count, if you, don't, if you don't want to include Sam Darnold, because it seems like this is the, it's a fait accompli that he's out of here. Uh, three good young assets in Makai Becton, Quentin Williams, and Denzel Mims. I'll give you that. And Frank Gore, because he's going to play forever. Of course. And dog years. Well, I am going the wrong way. I don't know how to do the assumption that at some point you just acquire Frank Gore Jr. Like by, <laughs> by natural, like, like, yeah. like, there's some sort of osmosis magnetism rule where it's like you Ken get Griffey Ken Griffey, Jr., right? Ken Griffey Sr. and then you just get Ken Griffey Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, although as everybody knows, Ken Griffey Jr. went to Cincinnati and they killed his career, which Cincinnati does for everybody. So the uh speaking of the Jets. Oh, ho, ho! <laughs> the Why do we one. even have to bring that up? Why would we even bring that up right now? This is not a baseball you ruined, podcast. You ruined Ken Griffey Jr. I don't know what you need to know. He missed. He missed. <laughs> He missed. Oh, and he may have pulled a hamstring. <laughs> Love it. Um, I don't. Does it, what is happening? Is Adam Gase, Adam Gase is going to survive the season? I think because they know that they need him to lose all the games. I think Adam Schefter said prior to the game that Adam Gase will not be back. Am I right in regurgitating that? I thought I saw that on Twitter. I didn't see. The Adam thing Schefter I saw said. Schefter say was Donald probably gets a two and a fifth. If if that's that's probably what the price would be to get Darnold. That's what I saw from Schefter. Let me double check the uh, the Gase conversation, but I think a two and a fifth is good. Yeah. Like I, I think a lot of teams should should consider that if they're interested in, in Sam in, in a quarterback, not necessarily. But, Sam. And, and if you're talking about the the Adam Gase scenario, I mean, if you're sitting there with the number one overall pick, it, it's 
you're pretty much getting your pick of the litter in terms of what head coach wants to come. I know we make fun of the Jets and, and all this stuff, but it like reminds me, you know, just obviously being up here in Boston, it, like reminds me of, like the Rick Pitino thing when the Celtics were about to get Tim Duncan. Like he only came here because he thought he was going to get Tim Duncan. You could theoretically, if you're the New York Jets, pick whoever you want. Cause you say, Hey, listen, we have Trevor Lawrence, you know, Eric Bianami, Hey, come on down. Like here's your stud quarterback for the next 10 years take this job if you really want it, you know? So to me, it, it's kind of, you're kind of in a good position if you're the Jets to pick the next court. You're going to be the top pick is what I'm saying. For and all of these head coaching candidates, whether it's, you know, Biennemi, McDaniels, if he shakes loose, any one of these guys, you're going to be the top spot because you have that quarterback. And I think it's important too, that you have, assuming they keep him. And I think it'd be a mistake if they fire him, Joe Douglas, who is one year into the job. Has done, I mean, the team's gonna be winless, so you can't really say whether he's done a good job or not, but I think he's done, I mean, like, you know, to be like, he's done a great job, like the team can't win, but like he's well respected around the NFL. That's true. You could, you could bring, like, you're not, you're not bringing in a head coach and then trying to match them up with a new GM. You're saying, hey, look, Joe Douglas is our guy, Adam Gase is out, let's bring you in and see how that works. Let and me then, ask you guys this. Uh, if you're interrupted, Sully, for sure. That's okay. No, that's okay. He'll be okay with it. Uh, for the rest of the season, and you needed to win one game, the same Jets roster, you can either have Adam Gase or Hugh Jackson. Who are you hiring to win one game the rest of the year for the New York Jets as they're currently constituted? Who's Hugh Jackson. I think Adam Gase finds a way to screw it up. I think it's Hugh Jackson, too. I think it's you go with no coach. That's well, also nice. You just coach, go full Ben Roethlisberger and, and draw the plays up in the dirt. Right, <laughs> Ryan? Sure. Yeah, I know that I, as soon as he said that's like Ben Roethlisberger limping around. You know it's not true, and he's fine. By the way, allow me to read something while we're while we're discussing this. Go ahead. Do you know what I'm reading? I can only imagine. Probably something about you. Go ahead. No, no, I wish. Uh, <laughs> I wish. This is uh, from a, this is a CBSSports.com article from April of 2017. Oh God, did I write or did Breach write it? Oh no, even better. Sully. No, I'm just kidding. I was going to say, I wasn't here, so I knew I was in the car. Uh, <laughs> this is great. It's Pete Prisco. Oh, no. Oh, I know. Okay, let's read okay. this. this poor Petey. He's had a tough week. <laughs> ranked, ranked all 32 NFL head coaches. Just listen to the whole thing. Number eight. Before you read, can you tell me where Hugh Jackson is on that list? Uh, I can't. Hold on. I don't, I don't want you, before you get to the punchline. Hugh line. Jackson is 24. Okay. Uh, Mike Zimmer, 13. Let's see. Bill O'Brien, 11. Bruce Arians, 9. Right above Bruce Arians, number 8, Adam Gase. Oh, Dolphins. Was it he is a, oh, hold this little thing. He is a star in the making. Gase took over the Dolphins last season and got a team hardly stacked with talent to 10 and 6 and into the playoffs. He has great give and take with his players, knowing when to push and when to pull back. He's also a great offensive mind, which you need in this league today. One more thing. He is a maniac when it comes to working, which can be seen in his preparation. A few years from now, he might top this list when Belichick retires, if he can keep it going forward. <laughs> this is 100% the... Peter the Briscoe. Ugh. Pete wrote that in three years ago. What's the what's Jonah's last name where he does this? That gift? Jonah Hill. That's, yeah. a, that's a Jonah Hill gift, 100%. Stop, Pete. Um, um, has Pete 
seen that recently? I'm sure you've antagonized him with it. <laughs> you think I didn't text that to him? What, is, what does he say? And I ran into it. I can't remember how I ran into it, but I was like, oh, my God, he has Adam Gase 8. And I was like, he, he thinks Adam Gase is the next Belichick? May have made a mistake. So that's 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 all I got is my dramatic. What is Debo saying to us in chat now? Get out of here. Are the Jets going to go 0-16? Yeah, we just established that. Uh, yeah, I think 1-15 is probably their ceiling. Are there odds on that? Ooh, you know what? I will say, uh, didn't Gase beat Gruden last year? Who cares? I mean, nah, that's the team you could flip up because they had a bad defense. They could win two games. Who? I think they could beat the Chargers. I think they could beat the Dolphins. They almost beat the Patriots. They could beat the Dolphins? I mean, does not act like the Dolphins are the 72 Dolphins here, man. They're the second best team in that division. <laughs> There's only four teams and they're playing the, the fourth one. <laughs> I think they can beat the Raiders. Oh God, you're drunk. Stop and they play the Patriots again. All right, maybe they'll win eight games and they'll be right back in the playoffs. I would, I would guess that the Jets have been so awful for the last few weeks that they will cover several times going into the stretch run. By the way, the odds at William Hill, will they go 0 16? No is minus 200. Yes. I mean, I feel like it would be kind of fitting if they beat the Browns. Beating that team that went 0 and 16, cause that's kind of what happened 1984 or, uh, 85 when the Bears were going to go undefeated and they end up playing the Dolphins, you know, who were trying to protect their undefeated season from 72 and the Dolphins won. They pulled off the upset. The only way they're beating the Browns is, is if Freddie Kitchens plays quarterback for both teams. I thought you were saying unless Freddie Kitchens coaches both teams. I would be, I would be at least a little nervous if I were, if I were a Jets fan that the Jaguars could snake the first overall pick. Well, the Jaguars have a worst strength, worst Strength, a strength of schedule, easy for me to say. So that means if they have the same record currently, the, Jets. The, the Jacks would have the first pick and the, the Jets would be number two. No, no, no. Oh, cause yeah, I guess if you play worst, if you play a worse schedule, you. Right. Yeah. Now, that could all change. That's all fluid, but yeah, you're right. It's fluid, but as it stands, like yeah, if the significant difference actually right now. Yeah. Um, okay. That's the Monday night recap. We can all be in bed by one o'clock a.m. at the earliest. Yes. Sully. Thanks for hopping on, buddy. Great win for the Pats. Oh, yeah. We can go out to Southie and celebrate. Oh, yeah. Some lagers. I'll I'll be at the bars, mask on and everything, just drinking right through the mask. It'll be great. It's a good Uh, time. That sounds fantastic. Wilson's chugging beer. Check us out on YouTube. Uh, Follow follow Sully on Twitter at Tyler Sully. Is that right? Yeah, you got it. And uh, you know where to find the rest of us. See you guys later.